0: What's up, youth? It's Pastor Aaron. I hope you are encouraged and blessed by this message. Today, I get to start our new series, Still Waters, um, on Psalm 23. We're going to go through it for the next three weeks. So today, next Sunday, and the Sunday after, two verses each Sunday. And you might be thinking, two verses. That's not that many verses to go through on a Sunday. Um, We are really going to have a chance to break down what each part of each verse means, which I'm actually really excited um, to do. How many of you guys have heard Psalm 23 before? Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Uh, A couple of you guys. Uh, It's a Psalm that I think is one of the most famous Psalms. It's one of my favorite Psalms. Um, I think that it's one that even people who aren't Christians sometimes like lean back on when like they are like, God, I need you. Um, So I don't know if that kind of puts you in the right mindset for it. Um, But some people call it like the good shepherd um, it's a psalm that gets used a lot. Um, I'm going to read through what psalm, all Psalm 23 really quick, and I'm going to read the first two verses that we're going to focus on today. Um, it starts off, and my laptop isn't working. There it is. Um, it says, a psalm of David, which I'll get back to later. Just remember that David's the one who wrote this psalm. And it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. those first two verses that we're focusing on today. They just say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. How many of you guys actually know what like a shepherd used to do? What a shepherd, I guess, does in some parts of the co- the globe today. What did shepherds used to do? No? Oh, okay. I thought you were do a little thing. No one knows what a shepherd used to do? And that's, I mean, even first service. This happened in first service. I said, how many people know what a shepherd was? And only Christina knew what a shepherd did. No one, not a single person. Sophia knows? Yeah, they like lead the sheep. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They like, they herd sheep, right? They like watch over sheep or other animals. But in in this case, it's usually sheep. Um, Shepherds watch over sheep. They watch over animals. They protect them. They guide them. They make sure that they are well fed. Um, They make sure that they're, you know, they're doing well, that they're protected. Um, And that first phrase in this verse where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, uh, it means the same thing for us. I remember I said at the beginning of the psalm, it says a psalm of David. So David, the person who wrote this, he actually was a shepherd at one point. In 1 Samuel 17, he tells King Saul about how when he had to protect his sheep, he would fight bears. He would fight lions. Like he did some crazy stuff just to protect his sheep. It wasn't this fun, boring, peaceful job. It was pretty insane. And I think the same thing goes for us, where when we are walking throughout our lives, God is fighting battles that we don't even know about. God is protecting us. God is guiding us. Sheep, Rick always says a main service. Sheep are stupid, right? Like, what do sheep do? They eat grass and they go where they want to go because they're really dumb animals. So what do they need? They need a shepherd, someone who can actually protect them. Someone who can say, hey, nope, don't go over there. Someone who can walk after them and bring them back to the, to the herd. I'm reminded um, of the parable that Jesus spoke about way after the psalm was written about the shepherd who leaves the 99 sheep for the one sheep who went astray. And that's what shepherds had to do right they had to, like like i said earlier david had to fight lions he had to fight bears he had to do some crazy things just to protect his sheep and just as a shepherd would with their sheep like i said god he fights battles for us he protects us he guides us he tries to bring us back in he goes before us he he follows he goes behind us he's with us always but unlike sheep who are not who are forced to be under a shepherd's care unlike sheep who You know, sheep don't have any choice, right? If a shepherd's watching a sheep, that sheep's gotta be watched by that shepherd. That sheep is automatically adapted into that shepherd's herd. Unlike sheep who have no choice, we actually have a choice, right? We have to actually choose to follow Jesus. In each and every one of our lives, if you're following God, there is a day where you chose, you know, I'm gonna give my life to Christ. I'm gonna gonna sacrifice my life and give it to God. Sheep aren't like that. Sheep just get bought, traded, whatever. I don't know. Uh, But people, like, we have a choice. We have to actively choose to follow God. We have to choose to submit to God as our shepherd. And a question that I think would be really good for us to sit with today is, is God your shepherd? Is God the one who's actually guiding your life? Are you submitted to him as your shepherd? Is God someone that you're following? Or is he someone that you just think and talk about on Thursdays and Sundays? Another way we might put this today is, are you doing life with God? Do you bring your life decisions before him? Is your life submitted to him and who he is and what he has for you? Are you following his guidance? Are you listening? Are you waiting? Are you pursuing him? Think about how those sheep really need a shepherd to protect them. Without a shepherd, a sheep would fall off the side of a mountain, right? They would just walk and there goes that sheep. He's dead. He's dead without God acting as our shepherd, without submitting to God as our shepherd, there are plenty of moments where we would walk somewhere where we're not supposed to walk. We would walk into the proverbial mouth of a bear's cave. Maybe for us, it doesn't look like that. Maybe it looks like you know, we're pursuing a dream that is something that's solely of our flesh, that isn't even what God has for us. Maybe it looks like you know, we are choosing to hang out with the kinds of people that God as our shepherd would say, hey, maybe stay away from that kind of crowd. Let's, let's bring you back over here. I don't know what it looks like for you. I can tell you what it looked like for me. When I was in high school, I wanted nothing more than just to be a lawyer, go to a good school and have a good job, all that kind of stuff. Um, but there was a day where I kind of woke up and I was like, I don't think I want to do that ever. I don't think I want to be stuck in an office working on legal stuff, writing papers and all that kind of stuff. That sounds absolutely horrifying and boring to me. And I think I'd waste my life. And I remember I prayed about it. And this is a dream I had like all throughout high school. I was like, this is what I'm doing. I was like the one kid in high school who like knew what he was gonna do with his life, supposedly. And I remember I prayed about it and God was like, yeah, no. And I was like, okay. And I spent, I had like a, a season, I had talked about this before, but I had a season of, of actively, okay, God, where what do you have for me? Where are you taking me? What's my next assignment? Where are you leading me? And I think without that decision, without that moment of, okay, God, I'm trusting you. I'm following you. Without submitting to God as my shepherd in that season of my life, I would have been in a completely different school, completely different area of the country, completely different, doing completely different things of what I'm doing now. I wouldn't have met my wife. I wouldn't have had the relationships I have with friends. I wouldn't have had the, um, the life experience of being able to help co-pastor you guys. And without that, I would be in a completely different place that maybe when I was in high school, I thought was what I needed But God knew exactly what I needed. He knew what I needed more than even I knew what I needed because he's God. I think sometimes when we think about our lives and we think about um, the decisions that we have to make, the big ones, the little ones, whatever it is, sometimes we often think that we might know better than God. Not consciously. I don't think any of us would actually say that, right? But when we are, you know, choosing to pursue dreams and pursue things of this life that we haven't even brought before God. We haven't even asked, okay, God, what's your, what is your guidance in this? What do you have for me? It's almost as if we're saying that we know more than what God knows. We know better for us than what God wants for us. And it's like, how could we ever claim to to know that? How could we ever claim to know more than the person who made us to know more than the God of the universe, the man, the one, the one who made the planets and the stars and everything around us. If we're not submitted to God as our shepherd, just like sheep, we will easily fall off the side of a mountain. We will walk into danger without even knowing it just because we're moseying around doing what we think we want to do. That's what sheep do, again, right? They just kind of walk where they want to walk. And God is our shepherd. He's guiding us. He's protecting us, even in ways that we don't even know about. So before we move to the next thing, just sit with that question at some point this week. Am I submitted to God as my shepherd? That's what that looks like. It looks like actually bringing your life before him and doing your life with him on a regular basis. That's what it looks like to actually have the Lord be your shepherd. And after Psalm 23 says, the Lord is my shepherd, it says, I shall not want. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And oftentimes when I would read the Psalm, I would kind of gloss over that, that phrase. It'd just be like, hey, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, green pastures, still waters, boom, boom, boom. And in sitting with this message today and, and being Okay, I just have these two verses. Being able to sit with, what does that phrase actually mean? I shall not want. I think what it means is that the context of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It means that if God is our shepherd, we do not need anything else. At the end of the day, all that we truly need is God. All that we actually, we don't want anything else on top of that. Because God as our shepherd is meeting all of our needs. A shepherd knows the sheep's needs better than they even know. A shepherd makes sure his sheep are fed. A shepherd makes sure they're protected. A shepherd, like I said earlier, guides them back to where they're supposed to, to be, I guess, I don't know, hurting. I don't know what the word would be. But a shepherd, like, he, he knows the sheep's needs better than they even know it. And it's the same with God, right? God knows our needs more than we might even think we know. Um, in basketball, there's this idea called the disease of more. Um, and there's a famous head coach that coined it a long time ago. And basically in basketball what happens is um, after, either before or after a team wins a championship, when a team starts getting really, really good, usually at some point what leads that team to stop being good is at least one guy, multiple guys on the team, whatever, um, they end up falling into this thing called the disease of more, where they want more playing time, they want more money, they want more sponsorships, they want more spotlight, they want more X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. And... While I am not a basketball player, um, I live in a tiny apartment across the street, and sometimes I just sit and I'm like, I would really love to live in a bigger place. I would love to live in this kind of thing or have this kind of place or live this kind of life. And having desires and dreams and wants are good. That's not a bad thing. But I think oftentimes, you know, being inundated with an over um, a, a an influx of overstimulation on social media and, you know. Living in an age where I think all that anyone really is promoting um, and all that we really, if we're just following the way of the world, that we want is instant gratification. Um, Living in that kind of day and age, it's really easy to fall into that idea of, man, I just want more. If I just had this thing, I'd be happy. If I just looked like this person, I'd be happy. If I just had this kind of family, I'd be happy. If I just had this car, I'd be okay. If I had more money, I'd be fine. If I had nicer clothes or dressed like this person, then I'd be fulfilled and I think in some of that, not all of it, but some of that it's fine it's okay like i said it's 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 totally fine to say, you know, yeah, I'd like to have a nicer this or a nicer that that idea of man, I'd like to have a bigger apartment. that's okay, but I think when we fall into That being where our heart is, that idea of wanting more, of wanting more than what God has provided us and thinking that that will satisfy us, that goes completely against that idea of the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I don't think as human beings living in a fallen world, we will ever truly be in a place where God is the only thing we want, not until we reach heaven one day. But I think that that idea of, of, as Christians, if we are truly submitted to God as our shepherd, then he is pretty much the only thing that we need, the only thing we want. And again, that's not to say that, you know, desires are bad, right? Life, life goals are good. God encourages us, you know, um, to have those things, to, you know, it says in the Bible that God knows the desires of our heart. But I think that a lot of times in this world, if you are living a life that is not you know, one that follows the way of Jesus, then it's really easy to have that idea if I've, I just had X or Y or Z, if I had this kind of person's lifestyle, if I had as many friends as this person, if I, you know, looked like them or acted like them, then I'd be happy. If your satisfaction isn't in Jesus, you will never be satisfied. You will always be caught up in wanting more. At the end of the day, the only thing, there, and there is no relationship There is no friendship. There is no physical object that can satisfy you like God can. As your creator, he is the only one who, as your shepherd, he's the only one who truly knows your needs better than you do, better than, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your best friend or your mom or your dad or me or Aaron or your youth leader do. Only God knows you so intimately. Aaron talks a lot about how having Elijah around the house, he runs around and, you know, could hurt himself easily all the time. And if like sheep or like a baby, we just ran around and walked wherever we wanted and, oh, I've got all the stuff in the world and did whatever we pleased with it. Man, like like I said earlier, we would fall off the side of a mountain. But God as our shepherd, knowing our needs, he knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly how to fill our hearts and to satisfy us in ways that we might not even think about. If we are truly submitted to God as our shepherd, then it, what that looks like is trusting him and laying those desires at his feet and saying, God, this is what I want. Do what you want to do. I trust you. You're my shepherd. I follow you. I give you my life. And that takes a, lot of, that takes a lifetime of prayer and intercession over yourself to actually walk that out to actually live a life that reflects being content in any and every situation. I don't, again, like I said, I don't know if any of us will ever truly get there perfectly, 100%. But on this earth, one of the commands that we have is to walk and be like Jesus. To walk and be like the man who died on the cross for us. So I think it's important that, man, if we are submitted to God as our shepherd, we are laying those desires at his feet. Amen? Amen. Amen. So it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Everybody close your eyes. Imagine that you are in the most peaceful, you too, close your eyes. Imagine that you're in the most beautiful, peaceful meadow. You're laying down, there's a cool breeze. There's grass, really thick, but really comforting grass. Just you're laying in it. You're in the best time. You're, at, you're resting, you're relaxed. And standing next to you is God. And all you're doing sitting in those green pastures is being in relationship with God. And next to those green pastures, there's water going by. And it's moving, but it's really still. You're sitting, you're, you're in front of a lake and laying down in these green pastures, and you're at peace in relationship with God. Open your eyes. That's what rest looks like. That's what actually enjoying time with God looks like, I think. Not, maybe not literally, doesn't mean you can't do that in your living room, but this verse where it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. I think it's talking about, man, God is leading us towards rest. And when I was in high school or college, how many of you guys actually regularly rest actually? Does anybody, anybody in here regularly rest? couple of you guys. Yeah. It was, I didn't rest in high school or college, like ever. I remember there was a day in like 2019 where Aaron and Maxwell, our old high school pastor, like were like just meeting with me and they were like, Hey, do you have a Sabbath? And I was like, you remember that meeting? And I was like, Nope. And I was like, and I literally can't have one right now. And that's, that was kind of true. Like the, my, I, I, it's, it's hard to, you have school, you have a job, you have a social life, you have a family and you're fitting in time with Jesus. But looking back and looking at the way I live my life now, I absolutely could have found some sort of Sabbath in that season. And it's hard, right? In high school and college, you are encouraged by your teachers, by everyone around you to fill up your schedule with as many things as possible because you have to be the most well-rounded candidate for college. You you have to play sports. You have to be a 4.0 student. You have to volunteer. You have to, I don't know do whatever you might do, have a part-time job, maybe. And on top of that, you have a social life. You go to all the dances. You hang out with your friends seven days of a week. You play sports year-round. And also on top of that, you have a family. You want to spend time with your family. You're learning how to drive. I don't know what that is for you. But remember, when I was in high school, I was busy seven days a week. And part of that's good. Part of that's fun. As an adult, I look back and I, I look at those times and I'm like, some of those times were great. I loved being able to hang out with my friends all the time. But at the same time... It's like a draining, endless machine, right? Yeah, I'm getting some nods around the room. Like where it's like, man, I am just, if you're not finding rest in that season, eventually, um, sorry, paper notes, um, eventually you will walk into burnout and depression and you'll just become sick of life. And when I read this verse, which says he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside still waters. I think it reminded me that God is leading us towards rest. God's desire is for us to rest, and his desire is for us to rest in him. And again, I, I totally understand as someone who grew up in you know recently in high school and college that like I have to just be doing stuff all the time. That mode, that mindset. And God does call us to work. There are so many verses in Genesis and in Proverbs where we are we are called to work hard. And God, we there are going to be seasons of your life where you are busy and you are stressed, and I'm not saying that that's not okay. That absolutely happens in life; it's part of life. But I think even in those times, God is calling us to rest in Him. And on top of that, God is calling us to rest with Him. Um, the last few weeks in my life, I've really been reevaluating the way I spend my personal time outside of work, outside of you know intentional time with my wife, outside of you know things I'm doing. Um, and it's been really hard. God has been mov- like calling me to cut things out of my life. Um, I quit fantasy football. I got off of Instagram. I, um, there's a new star Wars show that I really want to watch that I'm actually patiently not watching because I feel like it's just really impulsive. I'm like, I got to binge this whole thing. And I don't say that as a me thing. In fact, at first with fantasy football, it was dumb. I was praying about it and I was like, I felt like God was like, yeah, don't do it this year. And I was like, that's dumb. It's fantasy football. Like God's not going to care. It won't distract me. And I hated it. And it was weird. It was taking up so much of my extra time and I didn't even enjoy it. And those were decisions that I like wrestled with God for like a few weeks about. And I was like, okay, I'm cutting all this stuff out. And it was hard. It still is hard. It's literally been like maybe four days. Um, But... Over the last four days, I have felt more joy. I have felt more energy. I have felt more like myself. I have felt like my heart is more full because for the first time in my life, I have intentionally pursued rest with God instead of what do I want to do in this moment and fitting in rest with God when it comes. Because oftentimes my rest, what it looks like is it was in my phone. My rest was watching whatever show for in the next hour. And those things aren't bad, right? Like Instagram isn't a bad thing in and of itself. I will watch that Star Wars show at some point. I will play fantasy football again at some point in my life. I probably will get back on Instagram at some point. But I know right now in my life, I need the, 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 the um, oh, what's the word? Like the seesaw, it, the, the scales were pointing way opposite of rest. Rest was way up here. There was no weight in the rest category. And there was way more weight in the go, 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 do what you need to do all the time. In the last four days, I've actually been able to kind of see it even out. And I remember I was sitting in the prayer room last week, and I had this feeling, and I'm not doing this, but it was like, why, I was asking myself, why does a 30-day fast of my TV and my phone feel life-giving to me? Like, I've never felt like that in my life. Every time I felt like God has asked me to lay down my phone or something, I've been like, oh, I really don't want to. And I think a lot of times that's what we find our rest in, Right? Or maybe for you guys, you find your rest in, oh, well, I hang out with my friends and that's how I get filled up. And again, those things aren't bad, right? I'm not saying don't hang out with your friends. But I think in high school and college especially, like we are not encouraged to rest. We are encouraged to do things all of the time. And when I think about what would it look like for us to submit to God as our shepherd and to actually intentionally follow him leading us into green pastures and follow him in leading us besides still waters, Maybe it looks like telling your friends, hey, you know what? I can't hang out this morning. I can hang out later today or tomorrow, but I'm, I'm busy this morning. You don't even have to tell them. I mean, you can if you want, but you don't have to be like, hey, I'm busy because I'm resting with God this morning. And they're like, what? You can if you want. But I think it'd be really, I think if any one of you guys amidst your busy schedule found, it doesn't even have to be a whole day. A whole day is great, but found, man, I, I was talking with, with one of you guys about this like a week, couple weeks ago. I think if any one of you guys found like a small two or three hour window that regularly in your week, you can set up as, man, this is when I'm resting with God. Maybe you're sitting outside. Maybe you're in prayer. Maybe you're reading your Bible. Maybe you're just walking around talking with God. Maybe you are spending time with your family. I don't know what that looks like. But I do know that when God is leading you, when God is leading us, even if it's in a season of stress, even if it's in a season of, you know, man, I don't know what's coming up next. I know that in those moments, God is not leading us towards burnout or towards depression or towards overworking ourselves. God, again, might be leading us in a season of working really hard and having to do a lot. But even in those moments, God is leading us towards rest. God is commanding us and asking us to rest with him. And what I think that, again, submitting to God as your shepherd, what I think it looks like is actually intentionally pursuing those moments of laying down in green pastures with him. Because it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Sometimes God literally, he's, he's making you, he's saying, come on, sit with me, rest with me. And I know that that's, again, extremely hard to do in high school. But if there is a way that somehow and I think if, even if you asked any of your parents, hey, mom and dad, can I not have to do any chores or have to do any work on this morning or this afternoon of the week on a regular basis because I need to rest with God on a regular basis? I think any one of your parents would be really happy. Um, but again, sitting and submitting to God as your shepherd, what that looks like is pursuing him in rest, pursuing him and finding those moments where you're able to lie down in green pastures and besides the waters with him. Actually, submitting your life to Him and submitting your life's decisions to Him and saying, God, you're my shepherd. I trust you. And in the moments where you want more, taking those desires maybe not, maybe not some of them, maybe you need to cut out, but maybe a lot of them just saying, Okay, God, here's what I want. Here are my desires laying them at His feet and saying, God, this is what I want. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done. And those things are all way easier said than done. Those are all things that I'm still growing in, that I am still learning. But I think at the end of the day, if we are truly submitted to God as our shepherd, those are all things that we're pursuing intentionally. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope you were encouraged by that awesome message. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church Y T H. We'll see you soon.